Hey, welcome back to Rebel Movement Podcast. My name is Billy. My pronouns are they, them, or she, her. Hi, I'm Jordan. She, her. Welcome back. Welcome back. How's your week been? Uh, very good. I just put food in my mouth and I was going to mute myself. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> oh, sorry. expect a question to come so soon. <laughs> I will tell you a random story from my week then. A super small, random moment that I've been thinking about since it happened. Yesterday, a friend of mine and I went for a walk went to grab a coffee beforehand and I panic ordered a Americano, which is like a good order. Just, I didn't even think about it before. Was not thinking about my coffee. Anyway, regular thing. They write the, my name on the cup. Um, and it's not the, like, I'm not going to say any names, but it's not like a big chain place just to throw that out there. So I'm waiting for my coffee and I hear this name that doesn't register as me. You'll find out why in a second. And then I saw the person look at the cup. So they, they said, they called out Binny, B-I-N-N-Y. <laughs> and then like, I saw that because I, I kind of like looked over like, oh, what did they just say? And then my brain clicked into what they said. And I was like, oh, that's definitely not me. And then he like looked at the cup and laughed at himself and went, Billy. And <laughs> I was like, oh, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> my brain my brain every now and then just keeps thinking of that my partners has uh thinks that there's probably there probably are people who that's their nickname but I just can't Vinny stop Vinny I hope it's not a nickname it's just not a <laughs> yeah not for I don't feel with like very little information English. I don't think it's a very good name <laughs> it's not for yeah. English names anyway yeah that's what I mean like with very little context yeah as to what it would be short for yeah my blanket statement is going to be that it's not a good name, but I reserve the right to revise that statement. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my random thing that happened that I've just been, every now and then my brain just like, Benny, and then I just go about my day. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The only time my name's been messed up is I got uh, called Georgia once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That was it. That's quite Like on a coffee cup, Georgia from Jordan. Not bad. And it was my favorite name at the time. So it kind of made me happy. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It seems like it's close, but it's like, to me, there's a very different ending. Like, how did you say Jordan if they thought you said Georgia? Yeah, I guess really badly. (laughs) Uh, No, I just usually get my name spelled wrong. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I often, at least with my current, like the name that I've chosen, I don't often, but I, it is mostly people write it with a Y instead of I-E. But that's, you know, that's not that unusual. (laughs) Yeah. Same. It's usually a Y or an I instead of an A. That's it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I I mean, it does not make any sense to me in my mind. If I like to think about the name Jordan, (laughs) those are, those two variations do not come first. Obviously they're not my name, but like, I don't think that they're more popular, (laughs) but I don't think so. I don't think I've ever seen with an I. Jordan Sparks. Oh. the singer yeah right almost certain it's an eye <laughs> that makes sense yeah um at least that you could see the moment on his face where he laughed at his own mistake <laughs> he's just like uh because if I looked at the cup it doesn't it does not look like it says Benny to me but the two L's kind of like <laughs> curl in towards each other so like that's what he read yeah. <laughs> are you thinking what an odd name that can't be right yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I double checked and was like yeah. yeah it wasn't right that's, that's definitely not right 
And I used to have, I used to call it like, have to be the person to call that names at coffee shops. I don't think I've ever gotten it that wrong though. <laughs> um, I mean, not that anyone ever told me. Yeah. It's very possible I did. And then they, uh, <laughs> you know, didn't say anything, which I would feel really bad about, but <laughs> anyway, that's my random story for you. I don't know that there's any other like little cute moments that happened like that. Um, off the top of my head anyway yeah yeah I was trying to no news here no news here my kids have been sick again Mm. um this is just like so I've obviously only ever parented within the context of a pandemic so the first few years was mostly lockdowns and now we're not in lockdowns anymore and so it's like I guess semi more what the regular parenting experience would be, um, which just means that like your kids get sick like at least once a month, and then like a kid cold lasts for like two weeks. So like you're pretty much just going like two weeks on, two weeks off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And your immune system is being tested oh, constantly, God, yeah. <laughs> constantly. Yeah. yeah. My stepkids are. I don't know how frequently, but they're they've feels like they've been sick like every other at least every other week yeah um, it's pretty horrible and this is like yeah. they're not even in school yet so I think when they're in mm-hmm. school it's going to get worse yeah they're my um, kids are in school this is just like through like you know us interacting with the outside world or yeah. <laughs> also probably my partner bringing stuff from work as mm-hmm. like you know paramedic bringing stuff back into the house because he's in contact with six people <laughs> and you know and it's so funny because you can see what like a normal adult immune system does so it's like doesn't (laughs) get sick you know it can just they can bring you know sickness around but don't get sick whereas like the kids in this case or people who are more immunocompromised get sick from pretty much anything that crosses their path yeah Yeah. as they build their immune system which is like a good thing but also really rough yeah 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 it would be (laughs) Oh man, man! I'm trying to drink my drink really quietly because I put ice in it for some reason. So I apologize if there's any. Because it's spring now. Sound by winter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like I. Drinks. Yeah, I made. I tried to make iced tea with hibiscus tea. Mm, that's good. Um, the other day it was actually pretty good, and then I put sparkling water in it, which is also kind of a brave choice for while recording a podcast. But you know. For <laughs> Um, I'm also wearing my pajamas, like pajamas, which obviously you can't see, but uh, we're just embracing it. And I'm wearing slippers. So like, it's just, I'm looking for cozy, but also, yes, it's spring soon. It spring. <laughs> yes. You know, I know the sun's out later. It's getting warmer. Yeah. I think we're done with the negatives as long as it's the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll be a few more weeks of negatives at night. But that means the snow's melting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Go fully back to prepared the park for soon. More. I'm so excited. so excited for that. I'm also fully prepared for more snow because there's not that I want there to be more snow, just like that's what happens every single year. And oh, yeah. Nice, and then it snows and nice and it snows. And it's interesting that I feel like at the beginning it's it's so nice for the first time. And then people it snows and everyone's cranky. And as it we go <laughs> with this cycle people get more and more and more and more cranky and I bet you folks that work like with people a lot 
I bet you already knew this. You probably already can tell. <laughs> probably you're like, oh yes, this is happening at work kind of thing. Cause it's like, I don't know. It's just, sometimes I want to be like, yes, this happens every year and we forget yeah. about it. <laughs> no, yeah. it's like, um, I was gonna say willful ignorance, but it's not, it's like a, like a desired outcomes thing. Like you just yeah. don't want it to happen yeah. every single year. Yeah. Like every year, you know, that January is going to be the coldest month, but you still hate that it's the coldest month. <laughs> um, mm. Like, yeah, it, it, I mean, again, I think I've said this before, but like in 2020, it snowed in April. And I know that because it snowed when I went into labor on the mm. 16th. So like mid April. <laughs> um, and then A weird year that was. by the next day, I mean, obviously the snow didn't stick from what I can remember. And there wasn't actually any snow left on the ground. I think I have to look at pictures. <laughs> I don't really remember very much about April that year. Um, but yeah, I remember there was a, a snowstorm, which is like, it was one of the reasons I didn't want to go to my appointment that day. And the other reason mm-hmm. was that I thought I was in labor, which I was. <laughs> <laughs> you were right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just like, those stories are going to get longer and longer because I'm getting nostalgic because it was three yeah. years ago in a few weeks. So oh, the, all goodness. the like memories are playing yeah. back through my head. And, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. You know, one thing I learned speaking about like the weather thing, it's apparently, I mean, apparently in Ontario, it was the darkest winter it has been in like 50 or 80 years. Yeah, that makes sense. We did not see the sun a lot this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I read that. Very nice. Yeah, I've heard about it. I heard it and then, it just felt like everything made sense. <laughs> like <to laughs> me, with like people at my part-time job with friends, it just, I'm like, ah, yep. That's tracks, that tracks. Um, so before we get into the topic, I want to do a little uh, move with Billy corner. Um, not tons of like new updates or exciting events or anything other than my, um, Schedule is open for about another potentially one to three private clients, depending on um, depending on your like times and days that work best. Um, I would say probably safest bet is two people. <laughs> and if you want, I do have a what do you call it? Like a promo code. There we go. Found it. Um, but I have posted in previous episodes and now I can't remember if you are interested in getting a pack of them. So it's a pack of five and you get a discount on them. Hey, look at that. Jordan's highlighting it for me. (laughs) You get 30% off a coaching five pack and the code is rebel movement podcast, all capitals at checkout to get 30% off a coaching five pack, which is already a deal in itself. So definitely recommend if that's something you've been interested in, um, these one-on-one coaching sessions are very individual. Sometimes people use them and do, you know, do yoga, like after work yoga or whatever the whole time. And sometimes people use them to chat about their, you know, their relationship with movement and diet culture, how it's affected that and things that are coming up in their practice. And we go through tools that might help folks, you know, listen to their body better or, movement to feel better or sometimes people use it to you know talk about poses they hate so we can find ways that they might not hate it as much so it's very 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 specifically like 
how do I say it? Like individually tailored to whatever you need from the time. And I really love, I really love doing it. <laughs> so if you're interested, again, one more time, the, the promo code is Rebel Movement Podcast, all capitals, R-E-B-E-L-M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at checkout for 30% off. I gotta say, I'm not used to spelling things out loud <laughs> since like grade whatever, when you had spelling tests. And I have to do that more on this podcast than I thought I I would have to. (laughs) Nice. All right. So we're going to talk about conflict today, which I think is a interesting and terrifying topic for some people um, Mm -hmm. or terrifying just thing in general for some people. Where do you sit with that? Like with conflict? How do you feel about it? Um. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to ask you a similar question. Um, I feel (laughs) like it's something I've grown into more Mm -hmm. as I get older, obviously. Um, Like, because I think we were talking briefly about like things I've spoken about before, like what I call like debates, which in my mind is not conflict heavy. It's just like, flushing out opinions and it's not the goal of it isn't to like tear the other person down or change their mind it's like for me that's how you problem solve or learn new things like that kind of stuff and I guess some people could see it as conflict but there's nothing mean-spirited about it in my mind there's no um like power struggle or anything like that it's just like it's a way of um having two differing opinions and then like debating again the pros and cons of each and like it's not really pro con list but anyways it's just like a it's a conversation but it can get very passionate and maybe a little bit heated um but I find that that's a great way of um flushing out ideas and learning somebody else's Mm -hmm. perspective but again the goal of those things is never to it's always like I think a phrase I learned like is like um being well I can't remember how they phrased it but it was like basically being open to have like being open to being wrong and being open to having your opinion changed um yeah which that concept for me recently is something that I try to apply more to like actual like conflict which would be more like fights for me um Mm -hmm. whether that's like arguing for like something that you think someone did wrong or like just having an argument with your partner or a friend or whatever um it's like this can only really happen if you're open to being proven wrong um because if you're not coming in with the attitude of i'm open to be proven wrong it's not productive and you're just just being a dick to be a dick you know like (laughs) there's no there's no resolution here that's going to satisfy anyone if you're not open to be proven wrong um and that's not something that needs to be like stated out loud in my mind it's just like um an attitude that you bring with you but that's like in my mind, it's the more like, at least where I am right now, it's the more like mature way of having conflicts. Um, so even if it's, you know, as something as like a pet peeve of how to clean the house or, or things that are being done, like it's still the attitude of like, I'm open to be proven wrong as in like, I'm receptive to the information that's going to be given to me. Um, and I'm not just coming in to like yell at somebody or like, shit all over them just because I'm having a bad day um 
And I think like, probably because the person I talk to the most is my partner. So a lot of these things in my mind come back to that, like most intimate, like romantic relationship in my life, mm-hmm. um, which is also one that I've had for 12 years now. So it's one that I think I have seen like personal growth in like conflict resolution the most. Yeah. Um, but then sense. that has also translates to how I deal with like confrontation and conflict outside of my yeah. romantic relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just like so many things have changed over the years. Like, um, again, like I used to not want to be proven wrong. I had to prove the other people wrong uh, when I entered into a conflict. Um, like I, it was always about getting somebody else to come over to my side and not a way mm. of just like expressing my frustrations or discomforts and then seeing what came back at me and then modifying based off of that, you know, like trying to find yeah. some middle ground. Um, I think now it's a lot easier to recognize like when I'm like when I've crossed a line than before. And it's easier to stop when you're crossing a line and be like, like another like thing I've learned from parenting too, that is different. Nothing I say means that I'm doing it hundred percent right all the time. It's just a concept that I think is useful um, is that it doesn't need to get sorted right now. So unless it's like an actual, like imminent safety issue, it doesn't need to get dealt with right now. So even if it's something I'm frustrated with, but I feel like I, or we are both in a mood where we're crossing the line. Um, or about to cross the line, it is a lot easier now than it has been in the past <laughs> to just put a pin in it and try to like, you know, come back at it <laughs> when um, you're a little more level-headed or you have had time to think about how you want to express this thing <laughs> in a way that's a little bit more constructive and a little less like about tearing the other person down. Yeah. Um, because those things, they happen. And like, as I mean, we do have like ultimate lines that I think shouldn't be crossed, but I'm not saying that those have never in a, over a decade been crossed. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you think of 12 years worth of fights, like that's a, that's a lot of fights that have happened um, in that amount of time. So obviously the reason we know where those lines are now is because we've crossed them in the past yeah. and been able to be like that. that. That was that's a too yeah. far thing. That's a, that's a, that's a territory yeah. we don't go into. Um, so how can we learn from this? And then also I think what's really well, like my, where I'll end right now, I guess, is like in, and this is easier said in like more intimate relationships, like friendships and romantic relationships, I think, than like general conflict resolution, like at work, um, but maybe not. Um, but it's like learning the other person's fighting style. Mm-hmm um slash their processing style so how quickly do they process information because as has been pointed out to me (laughs) it's not fair for someone who processes quickly to dump all over someone who processes less quickly and has more difficulty expressing themselves and (laughs) um compared to somebody who expresses themselves verbally a lot more easily and quickly uh it's not a fair fight um but then what we've also figured out is on the other side, um, expecting somebody who likes to move a little more quickly to wait for infinite amounts of time or mm-hmm. undetermined amounts of time before something will be 
resolved is also not fair. So we both have to adjust and meet somewhere in the middle where like one person gets a little bit more time to think and to figure out how they want to speak without keeping the other person waiting for, I don't know. It was almost a day and a half once. <laughs> and that's just too long for me to mm-hmm. sit there waiting without a resolution. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's, yeah. those are all my ideas about conflicts. <laughs> One little bundle. Because um, yeah, I was going to ask you, like, I, I think you have a lot to say as well, but like more like, I think it was more like just like how has like your self-confidence impacted mm-hmm. your conflict resolution? Yeah. I, being more confident in myself and knowing more about myself has really changed the way I deal with like conflict in like a romantic relationship, but also outside, like standing up for myself yeah. or um, dealing with people yelling at you at yeah. work or whatever. Fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I just, I wrote down um, <laughs> from what you were talking about too is um, you had mentioned, I don't know if, you, I don't think you maybe meant it necessarily in this way, but I don't think that necessarily, or I don't think that conflict is necessarily something that's mean-spirited or intentionally mean-spirited or often it's some sort of power struggle or some sort of like communication thing but I think sometimes we can have a or the goal is to have conflict that's like not trying to tear each other apart or you're Mm -hmm. like depending on where you're at or where this conflict is happening but um yeah I just wanted to I wrote that down and I knew I would forget if I didn't say it. Yeah, I think I was more trying to separate out like conflict as in like the debate versus like an actual oh, argument. Like a, Those are yeah, two different like things for me. Different and like versions of conflict. Like Spirited, I guess, is more like the energy that comes into it. Yeah. Um, or like, I think the clearest example is like if you work in any kind of service industry yes. and you experience conflict there. Yeah. It's not always like, aggressively mean but oftentimes mm. they come in really what do we say at work with a lot of baggage yeah <laughs> yeah um yes, that's true and you have to remember that you are not an airport and you don't need mm. to take any of that on um so yeah. mean-spirited isn't like maybe they don't like actually want to make you cry but sometimes the energy that comes yeah. in seems like they do uh that's what i meant true that's true yeah, it's interesting because I, I, so, okay, before, before I start, I'm just going to say, I'm going to use the word trigger at some point, And I hate how much that word is used in non-PTSD and trauma, <laughs> trauma mm-hmm. um, areas, I'll say, I can't think of the other word, context, that's the word. Um, I don't mean it in those ways. When I say the word trigger, at, you can assume at any point, if I say the word trigger, mm-hmm. I mean it in a, like a post-trauma mm-hmm. thing. Just want to put that out there. Cause that's a pet peeve of mine. And I don't mean it in that way. I'm not, um, it's just anyway, like generally misusing like psychological yes, terms or like is. overusing yeah. them, maybe not misusing them, but just using them so much. Yeah. It's like hearing the same song on the radio over and over again, that it means nothing by the end of it. (laughs) Exactly. So if someone has trauma and they're trying to explain something and you use the word like, oh, that's trigger, like whatever people are (laughs) triggering, might look at it like, oh, that's really small. Like, ha ha that's a joke. Like, no, no, no. It's like a different thing with trauma. So I, as a lot of you probably already know, I won't go, I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but overview is like, I grew up in an emotionally abusive, traumatic, um, 
place. And the way that that showed up for me in my trauma and um, was essentially, I learned to like be silent and not raise my, like not like use my voice. I had to be like silent and try and make myself as small as possible, essentially, if you're gonna sum it up. So conflict for me growing up was like a, literally like my safety depended on it, like, like well-being depended on it right and I mean that in like kids needs are like to be loved and to be safe and to be like it's not just like um you know food and stuff like that like there's actually other needs but we won't go into the whole psychology of it as much as my brain wants me to go there right now um so it was essentially anytime there was some sort of conflict it meant I was not safe first for one reason or another and my therefore when conflict happened when I started to grow up I was fucking terrified of it because for so many years that was like oh I'm not safe anymore um so my initial response to conflict like in other contexts at work or whatever is essentially a similar thing like my brain would shut down it felt like and um it'd be hard for me to like say anything or it felt like it literally sometimes felt like my brain was just shut off. Like it wasn't like I wasn't trying to deal with the situation. It's like my brain was like, all right, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> and um, it's, I have been going to therapy for quite a number of years now. And it, it's not that I ever like specifically like sat down was like, all right, let's talk about conflict. <laughs> that just sort of, it got better as I, you know, dealt with other things. Um, there are some things that I have as like little tips I'll try and come back to at the end that helped me um, because sometimes I would have to literally like write down my feelings about things in order to understand them because that's part of the thing that is very confusing in some cases of conflict so if you're talking about like in the case of like let's say a friend or someone that you're close with it's also very common like everybody has some literal like triggers, whether like whatever your past looks like. We all have a past. We all had some sort of difficult moments in our past. We all have stuff that comes up. And quite often these will come up with like people we're closer to. And in conflict, sometimes this can happen. And someone might say like, I don't know. I don't want to use an example that seems minimizing, but if someone say was in a situation where they were always told like your experience is wrong your feelings are wrong if there's a situation where someone's like hey this is how I felt in this in this you know conversation we just had then it can be it can feel really like an attack for the person who's like oh I was always told I'm wrong you're just telling me I'm wrong and we can shut down like so hopefully that made sense I don't want to go into explaining everything to do with conflict because that's not really why I wanted to have this episode. <laughs> but essentially, like it's complicated. And I like what you're saying that like it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be figured out right now is important. And I think also like one other thing you were saying, I can't remember how you phrased it, but essentially if you try to switch the the goal in the moment from being right to just yeah. hearing each other out, yeah. like just 
hearing each other out. As you don't have to even like, you don't have to admit that, you know, you don't have to say like, oh, I was the wrong one. You're not like talking about who's right and wrong sometimes. Sometimes you need to just hear each other's experience out because that's when you'll find like, oh, I said it this way. And this is how this person interprets that specific wording. Because yeah, we all have a slightly different, you know, interpretations of different wordings. Maybe it's that's the issue, but you're right that sometimes you just like, you know, have to take a break and come back to it later on. You can be like, oh, okay. Like this is where the, you know, conflict was happening. Like I needed this and you needed that. Um, I also but- think like it's, you get better at conflict. And again, I think you have the most opportunity to practice this in like a, you know, the closer relationships in your life than at work. Yeah. The work ones I find just have to do a lot more with how you approach the situation. And like, if you've ever worked in service, you get a lot of, or at least I've gotten a lot of training and like positive framing and all sorts of stuff. And it's mostly just about like driver resolution. So whatever yeah. comes in with the problem, you're trying to fix the problem. So it's pretty straightforward and it becomes less and less intimidating the more you do it. Mm-hmm. I find like work stuff. I don't know if you have the same thing. Like, and it's a lot easier yeah. if you remember, like I remember one of my first days uh, working with my athletic wear retail company, um, the manager told me like, at the end of the day, you need to remember that we sell stretchy pants. Like you don't take this home. Like it's, it's, it's just pants, it's stretchy pants. Like you can't, you can't take it personally. You can't take it home with you. You just, you leave it here. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like, it's, it's a good lesson for dealing with conflict at work. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, I think it's easy, especially if you're not like in charge of the company in any way. I think you can probably talk about running your own business, but I think if you're not in charge, it's pretty easy to deflect and be like, well, this is like clearly above my pay grade. I make minimum wage. Like, I just, I don't know how you think this is my problem. I'll try to fix it for you, but uh, I'm not the one who made this rule. So that's like a pretty, I at work, even like today, like I get a little bit caught up and they need me to fix this and they think I'm the bad person, but at the end of the day, like it's, you know, the something in the structure of, you know, the platform that we operate on is broken. Yeah. Um, like I work in tech, so it's like, this is absolutely beyond what I can fix. Um, I'm really sorry <laughs> that it's broken. Mm-hmm. We're working on fixing it. And that's all I can say. All I can offer is to, yeah. you know, let you know when it's solved. Um, assure you that it's being worked on and then that's it mm-hmm. but going back to like more intimate relationships where the bright side like the upside is you get a lot more practice at this and I mean I've heard from lots of people and you know in varying degrees of closeness to me how difficult it can be to deal with conflict um, and I I grew up in a house that saw conflict as a little bit more productive. I don't think it was perfect in any way. There were still things that I would like to improve on from stuff I learned as a kid, but it was definitely more about trying to get a problem fixed, trying to make sure everybody's needs are met. Um, like as like a general rule stuff. <laughs> and I don't think this was applied a hundred percent of the time. Nobody's that perfect. Um, and if you are, I mean, kudos, write a book, but like, <laughs> yeah. um, 
you know, like as a general rule, wasn't something that we, we didn't like sweep things under the rug. We didn't push things yeah. off. It wasn't like, oh, don't tell this person because they they can't deal with it. Um, a lot more about tackling problems head on. Yeah. So obviously I had that advantage coming into it. And it is a discussion that my partner and I've had several times that like, we can't fix issues if we don't know what they are. So if you're not telling yeah. me what things are and you're not bringing things up and on the opposite side, you're not listening to me when I bring things up, nothing's going to get solved. We're going to end up resenting each other and this relationship will not last. Like that's mm-hmm. how that works. Like <laughs> that's the cascade towards the end is once we stop talking to each other. Um, I think like there's balance in that. Not every single thing needs to be solved. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes you're nitpicking, but then they're like, uh, the underlying need is like, why do I feel like I need to be nitpicking? Like what else is going on? What other yeah. need in general is not being met? Do I feel unsupported? Do I just feel like I need a break? Um, do I like, you know, what is it that's going on? And yeah. I process things verbally. So I need to talk things out a lot. And that's mm-hmm. how I like um like stream of consciousness find my way to the the solution um which means that usually it works best if I have somebody listening to me but I can do it on my own if I need to um I don't know I just there's something about seeing conflict as productive I think that that is like a mindset shift as well um Mm -hmm. and no I don't think you can like mindset shift your way out of everything but (laughs) I do think that when you're shying away from something or turning away from something, it's worth looking at like, like you were saying, like, why do I avoid conflict? Why am I moving away from this? Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, and like, what is the, what would happen if, if I could lean into this conflict a little bit more right like what what's the worst thing that's going to happen and then what what is the best outcome of this and like yeah again I'm not a psychologist I'm not a life coach I don't know if this is actually useful information but it's kind of like the thought processes that I went through like if I can fight better (laughs) how much more productive could we be and how much productive is a bad word but like how much more useful could conflict be for us yeah Right. Because it's usually like it comes up when there's like a sticking point. There's some sort of friction. It's like resentment. It's like when there's resentment, you know that there's some sort of boundary that's being crossed. And is it a boundary that you've established or have you not established? Because in my mm-hmm. mind, I can't be upset at somebody else for crossing a line that they didn't know was there. So when there's resentment, it's usually like, ah, oh, I didn't explain and now again, I feel like there's like a caveat on everything I say. This is not a hundred percent. I don't think this applies to every <laughs> single situation imaginable, but yeah. like, like I had someone staying with me and, um, I was feeling resentful and I realized it's because when I have somebody staying with me, I kind of expect them to be part of the family to a certain extent, like to participate in things like help clean or entertain me while I'm making supper or um take the dogs out for walks like just like little things around the house and not just kind of like stay in their room the entire time like I just kind of expect a little Mm -hmm. bit more like 
you know, we're meshing around together and you're staying at my house. I'd like to spend time with you. And I never said that. So it's a little silly for me to be upset at this person for not meeting a standard that I, or like an expectation that I never expressed. So I need to like sit down and be like, Hey, (laughs) so I'm feeling resentful. I never said this, but this is what I would like to happen. And then you, again, you listen to like, Oh, I had no idea. Or like, I really need a lot more time to decompress. Can I make sure that, you know, I'm not going to be able to get up early in the morning like you, but I will be there for lunchtime or whatever. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's that whole, Mm -hmm. like being open to proven wrong is also like being open to modifying your, whatever it is that you you brought in or the idea that you had in mind when you came into the conflict. I don't know. I feel like there's just so much information overload on my end. (laughs) No, I think it's, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting because it's so you, there's not like one right no way of seeing it or one right approach and you're like good, <laughs> also good to say that we're not psychologists we're not like no we're not psychologists or just... mental health professionals but like there's so many different ways of looking at it so like things the, that the I've things... noticed that I've learned over the last at least the last decade because yeah. like again yeah. like I'm 30 I can look back to being 20 you know like I can yeah. see like very you know in that strict parameters like how much yeah my conflict style has changed how much my like Mm. tolerance or understanding of other people has changed in that time as well like Mm. um I think my like yeah you go um some of the things that helped were like some of the first things because I like I had literally no experience with any sort of um self-expression in this in this sense because I was never allowed to say my point or when it was said it wasn't I was always told I was wrong or my feelings were invalid or that I was crazy or that I was making it up uh aka they were gaslighting me constantly so even if there was like I my I don't know I'll use an example I'm not going to be specific but a while ago I was I had like an issue with a friend of mine um that I was like terrified to talk with them even though they were like one of my closest friends because I didn't have a lot of you know there's not positive experiences where I could say my feelings and then they would be listened to but one of the very first things I learned in one I think it was probably group therapy or something was going into conflict like beforehand if you're if you're if there's something for example you need to talk to a friend about think about it like there's three um almost like filters you're putting on how you're going to have this conversation what's the most important thing is it the outcome is it the relationship or is it your your how you feel about yourself because and that will change depending on what it is so say if it's like I don't know your friends did something horrible and like insulted you and it's like you know in that case if they really cross several lines you might have like a one, two, and three priorities. So maybe your first priority in that case is like how you feel about yourself because they like really, really cross the line and you don't want to like sacrifice that you don't want to let them know that you can, you are okay with being treated like shit. Um, and then maybe it's like the relationship because you still really care about them. Or maybe if it's something like um, something less, you know, boundaries cross situation, like, you know, there was a mix up about times or something, maybe in that case, the relationship comes first. So those, well, you're going to communicate in all of those ways differently because obviously, the, you know, 
the thing that's more important is different. Um, and I found that really helpful to think about too, especially yeah. if you're like going into a situation, obviously, if you're like at work and someone's screaming at you, you can't, don't, you can't do these sheets about that. Um, in those cases, well, if you're different. at work and someone's screaming at you, it's, it's you that is the most <laughs> yeah. important. It's your relationship to you. And that's it's true. just, that's true. Uh, again, solving the driver yeah. and getting them out of the door yeah. and, uh, yeah. then you just, uh, shake it off. Literally. Yeah. I've gone into yeah. the back and just, Okay, oh, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally <laughs> shaking. Shaking is so helpful. It's yeah, I'm I'm leaving that here. That's a helpful thing. That person yeah. was an ass, and we're done. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so to get a little bit more personal slash deep about it too. Um, I one of the things that came up with me in those situations, like if mm -hmm. someone's yelling at me, I had like a I'm just gonna call it like a getting into trouble trauma or like yeah. thing. It would happen sometimes also if I'm like, I don't know, doing something else that might like, it's silly, like, I don't know. If I was like trespassing, I might have this like, not the same feeling if someone's yelling at me, but it's a feeling of like getting into trouble fear. Yeah. And it was explained to me by my amazing therapist that ad regular adults don't feel like, they don't have that like feeling of like getting into trouble in the same way at least in the same way that I was, you know, talking about, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you all, all the deep parts of it, but that's often a, like a kid response. That's like how a kid would feel is like, oh, I'm going to get into trouble or like, oh, I'm getting into trouble. Um, and to me, that was like, that was a helpful realization because sometimes when we're in conflict now, so if someone's yelling at me at the store, for example, especially when I first started or actually at one of the cafes, if someone yelled at me, my, your brain is super fucking smart. And essentially if, if you're talking about like post-trauma, it doesn't, you don't have, you don't like, if you're in a situation that's like life or death, um, you your brain doesn't want you to have the time to stop and think about the exact details of like what this potential say like attacker is going to is like the weapons they're holding or whatever your brain just needs to figure just to like respond immediately because you don't have the time right it doesn't make sense to be like oh what kind of tiger is this and like what kind of teeth does it have like you just like no that's a fucking tiger i'm gonna run and the same thing happens with trauma stuff so it's not like your brain is saying like oh this is this person, this is a safe person, or this person doesn't know me. It's like this person is screaming and I'm going to respond. And that's kind of how it works. And it can be helpful. You still might have that reaction that immediate, like, ugh, whether it's like the shutdown or it's like shaking or whatever your response is. Um, I found it helpful to remind myself, this is not the same person. Like this is not, you know, insert name of person here um or just kind of bringing your focus back to your body right now or like the room you're in right now because it's it's almost like you're showing that part of yourself that's that's reacting like hey hey look at we're in the like you know I was going to say the pet store because that's somewhere currently I work or like the cafe or like we're in like the grocery store and someone's yelling at me like look at like your surroundings because often that will be helpful to like bring you back to your body like hold on a second I'm in the grocery store and this fucking person's yelling at me for no reason mm -hmm. um I think also that's just my response I know that some people have a you know the opposite response where instead of like 
I used to basically be really, really quiet and just like overly polite. Some people will like push back and they'll like yell back or there's so many different, as you were saying, there's so many different approaches. Um, but if it's moments like those, do your best, I say, I would say to like, remember where you are and also know that like this person yelling at you doesn't know you. They don't de decide whether or not you're a good person and exactly what you're saying. In those situations, you come first. You come first, which is the thing that I didn't, we didn't like get for a long time. So now in those situations, if someone starts talking to me like I'm an idiot, in my head, I just fucking put that, I don't say it out loud, but I like put them right, put that right back on them. Yeah. And a couple of times, and this is like, these moments still happen. And for a longest time, I would still shake and I'd be like, in my head, I'm like, holy fuck, holy fuck. I'm like, yeah, nervous as shit. And then I still, I like, you know, can be in the situation and be like, actually, you don't get to talk to me like that. Or actually, no. Mm -hmm. Or in one case, I literally just pointed to the thing that they were yelling at me about. And um, it doesn't mean like this, this sometimes doesn't feel like you've made much growth because you're still like internally shitting yourself. But <laughs> it's like about feeling those feelings and then also, and then also doing something about it. So not getting like, I think some folks can get stuck in that like shutdown and, and it happens and it probably happened to me. It's definitely happened to me in more personal um, relationships, but the thing is, if you completely shut down in those, in those types of conversations, you're not hearing what the other person's saying and there's no accountability. And I think the thing that has to happen there is recognizing that like, um, even in the situations where you love the person, them being mad at you doesn't mean you're an asshole, doesn't mean you're the worst person ever. It doesn't mean you're in trouble. It's not, it's not like, I don't know. It doesn't mean you're not lovable anymore or whatever yours. I'm trying to think of other examples, but it still requires those moments more so than the random customer moments require you to listen when you can. So if you're not ready to hear, if you can't hear them, ask to, you know, pause for a second, go do something that is grounding for you. And when you feel like you can hear them out and, um, actually be open to the stuff they're saying then go back into it because like you were saying you can't have a conversation if neither of you is actually hearing the other person and also willing to acknowledge that sometimes we fuck up and sometimes we make mistakes and we hurt other people's feelings and that's a ordinary unfortunately just part of ordinary, life. it just happens, happens. Yeah. Well, because yeah. you do go through life, like, uh, kind of with blinders on. So you do things for the most part that make sense to you, that are to serve you. And I don't mean this in like a selfish, narcissistic way, but you know, like, yeah, like, I don't know. You don't really give a shit that that the floor is not vacuumed. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you kind of move through life and you let that slide maybe for a very long time and the other person gets really upset because that's something that's like high on their household priorities list yeah and it's not like in this case it's not something you did because you wanted to piss the other person off it's just something you did because we're human beings and we kind of walk through life with like 
you know, what do I need to do now? What's my next move? What's, you know, and like, again, we're adults, whatever, like we can look at the bigger picture. I understand that. Like you can do <laughs> things to serve other people, but like, um, you know, you didn't do it on purpose, you know, and yeah. you might have done it four or five times and they're all by accident and you're not doing yeah. it on purpose. Like there's um another psychologist that I followed that was like, um, sometimes you need to express yourself, like your boundaries multiple times. And it's not, the other person isn't doing this on purpose to piss you off. It's just not a priority mm-hmm. for them. So it's not something that gets remembered easily. Like it does yeah. for you. Um, because I think a lot of like Instagram slash like TikTok psychology is like, if they care and they cross your boundary, then they don't actually care about you. And it's like, realistically, as a human being, you're going to make mistakes probably more than once in a row. And it's not out of any kind of mean place. It's just, it happens. It falls to the bottom of your priority list. You forget to register it as something that's important to the other person. Um, You know, you're not trying to make excuses you're not trying to hurt them you just forgot and it's Mm -hmm. okay um you know we're all careless sometimes it happens um and you know maybe it's because you know they need to write things down to remember them and they're forgetting to do that part of the writing down you know that happens a lot um you know I don't know I just feel like I know conflict can be really scary for a lot of people, um, especially people who like to have like control over the outcomes of things. Um, conflict is very like, um, like it's uncharted territory. <laughs> like it's very, you don't really know what, if you're entering it open-mindedly, you don't really know what the outcome is going to be. Um, you yeah, don't know how much pushback you're going to get on things. You don't know what the other person's going to add to the discussion you shouldn't try to assume <laughs> that you know what the other person's yeah. going to add to the discussion. That's an important piece that I've learned over time. Um, I think we both learned that over time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like, so it can be very unknown. It can be very scary for yeah. all the reasons that you've listed as well. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's such a useful tool. It's same thing with anger. I think it's a very valid emotion. Like frustration is a very valid emotion. These are all yeah. good things. They show us things that need yeah. to be changed. Um, and I know that they're trickier emotions because people always focus on like, you know, being happy. And if you're carrying around your negative energy, it means that you're a black hole of a human being and, you know, all Again, these things. And it's just, it's not true. It's, it's really... Well. Just like happiness shows us things that, you know, you know, to add to our life that bring us joy, anger and frustration, jealousy, like all these other emotions show us other areas that need attention. I'm not even going to say like need work on, they just, they need attention. There are other areas to pay attention to. Um, Why are we feeling frustrated? Why are we feeling angry? Why are we feeling resentful or jealous or whatever? Yeah. And then like the next step is like, how do we figure out how to express these things to somebody else mm-hmm. who is involved in that, you know, anger relationship or <laughs> frustration relationship. Um, and then, you know, then the hard part is letting go and listening to what's going to come back at you because mm-hmm. uh, it might also be your fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, might be doing true. something that's making this happen. It might yeah. not be them 
<laughs> um, <laughs> that's a hard one to learn. And one is. I think is probably more recent for me. Um, the other one that I'm still working on that I find really hard to do, um, but I'm getting better at it, is actually apologizing in the moment. Um, it always felt like admitting defeat. <laughs> um, and it's definitely one that I'm getting better at. I will say if that feels really hard for you, but I did before <laughs> moving to that step was um, admitting that I was wrong. That always, that felt a little bit easier than a full-on apology. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, like of, of course, if I really hurt someone, whatever, we don't need more caveats in this speech. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, basically, like, no, you're right. You're right. Like yeah. I was wrong. You were right. That felt mm-hmm. doable. And then now, one that I, I think have been working on and hopefully will continue to work on is apologizing for whatever part of this that I caused. Um, Which is, I I mean, like I said, I think it's, it's one of the harder ones for me to do. And one that, because like, like with everything, I'm, I'm really at a place where like, I hope I just keep getting better. Like, I hope I just keep learning and and like conflict gets so much smoother, expressing myself gets smoother. But then that also Mm -hmm. means that I need to like, hear the feedback when it's coming to me yeah. and apply it you know yeah that's the thing is I think that our ultimate goal should always be to be like trying to learn more and to get better mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we're not going to mess up um no I think there's and I also think it was like at 20 it was it felt like impossible to do oh yeah oh <laughs> and God, at yeah. 30 it feels a lot more doable and hopefully at yeah. 40 it's like great 50 yeah. I'm like cruising you know like oh. Yeah, if 20-year-old me could have witnessed some of the moments I've had, like, especially, like, at the pet food store, mm-hmm. I would have just not believed you. I just would have been like, that's not me. I don't, <laughs> I never would have done that. I think something that's been, that was helpful for me, too, that I, you just reminded me of, um, is reminding myself in conflict with, with friends and uh, loved ones, specifically, it's not you versus them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. together versus the problem yeah because you know the person I would assume and most cases generally you can assume that the other person cares about you um and somewhere along the line there was a miscommunication or like we've talked about boundary that we didn't know or something like mistakes happen whatever other things happen but like I think it can be really easy because, you know, we all get defensive sometimes and we all, you know, maybe past stuff comes up and we, you know, you know, this, we had a, yeah, or we say something always really communicated like, in a certain way. You know. So then when your new partner communicates in the same way, you get more pissed off about it or whatever. Or you make assumptions about where that's coming yeah. from in, even though it's coming from a completely exactly. different place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you, the person had a really shitty week and everything they yeah. say is coming out wrong how many times does that happen? (laughs) Like, you know, where like you literally can't get a, like a foothold on what you're saying because everything is mean. I actually said that to my kids the other day that I can't talk right now because nothing nice is coming out of my mouth and I need to just be quiet and be over here. I can't speak. And I had to repeat it like four times. I was like, I can't say anything right now. Nothing nice is coming out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. I just need some time to, I just need some time to calm down because mm-hmm. it's you know realizing that it's not worth it to like dig yourself like keep yeah. digging this hole and be like no I'm I took yeah. it too far I have to 
put myself in timeout because yeah. <laughs> nothing nice is coming out of my mouth. Yeah. yeah. And when I calm down, I will hopefully be able to yeah. <laughs> tackle yeah. this better. That's true. And again, if it doesn't happen till tomorrow, it doesn't happen yeah. till tomorrow. Yeah. It's 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 not a life or death thing. It really won't. Um, okay. What you were saying is like before I started talking, um, <laughs> reminded me of like, um, uh, trying to explain like relationships to people and and conflict to people. I don't know. I find sometimes when you're in a really long relationship, people are like, I just ask for advice, even though this is like essentially the only relationship I've ever been. <laughs> it just happens to be a really long one. Um, mm-hmm. and like trying to explain, like, you know, they're like, do you ever fight? And it's like, well, like, of course we fucking do, but it doesn't, it doesn't get, you know, to a point where let's say yeah. like, not you, but the person asking like where your relationship got to, which is why it no longer exists or mm-hmm. whatever. Like just trying to explain the difference between like a, a useful fight or a useful conflict and like a yeah. detrimental one. Um, but I read this the other day and it reminded me of what you were saying was uh, like the you versus the problem thing um, was like, you're not, sometimes you're like when you're, bleh, it's like being frustrated with the person versus being frustrated with the situation that you both find yourself in. And I feel like that's True. a big marker on like, is this conflict going to get solved? Is it worth solving? Is it worth like fighting for this relationship to keep moving forward like again like is the goal to keep the relationship intact or what's the goal and it's hard when you're going through a really stressful situation and you there's a lot of conflict that comes up usually because you're in a stressful situation Mm -hmm. um and in my mind it's better to keep communicating than to shut down so again more conflict arises for us (laughs) yeah um because I want to make sure those communication lines are open because for me, no communication is much scarier because especially if I stopped initiating conflict or stopped communicating, I feel like that would be a giant red flag for my partner that like, I just don't care anymore. Um, But yeah, it's like, it's been helpful as a reminder for me to be like, I'm frustrated at the situation that we find ourselves in. And that is bringing up a lot of conflict. It's bringing up a lot of stress. but it's not like getting tired of the person. It's getting tired of the situation that yeah, we find ourselves in. So either true. like financially or just like as new parents or in a small town that we don't really want to be in anymore or whatever, like the yeah. stress comes from those parts. And it is about us communicating to figure out how to solve the the problem that we're facing and not yeah. fighting each other. Because I think that's when yeah. it, that's that like line crossing when you're fighting each other where the conflict is always about like- the other person's yeah like personality or like or whatever you know what I mean then I think that's probably an indicator that this is not going anywhere or much more drastic intervention mm-hmm. needs to happen to save the relationship yeah, yeah like true. therapy which I am yeah. <laughs> my, also my biggest advice before you have kids yeah. is to yeah find a couple's therapist just have the number there you don't <laughs> yeah. need to go you just need to do the research ahead of time so that because mm-hmm. no one wants to do research when they're in it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's you just true. have the person lined up on standby just yeah. in case you just need to go. Case. I mean, if you want to be yeah. more proactive and actually go, it'd probably be very useful, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least um, know where the number is. <laughs> yeah, that's good advice. Mm-hmm. I also, just for the folks who may have been 
in the places I have been, or maybe they're currently in them. A couple of things I want to make clear. Um, like I was gonna say, healthy conflict shouldn't yeah, involve hard, hard to like, like screaming, yeah. like at the top of your lungs at each. Like I don't think anyway. Like screaming at the top of your lungs at each other, calling each other names, throwing things at each other, being generally an asshole. I think that like just if you're mad that's valid be mad don't be an asshole about it yeah and, we and always you say if you make a mistake like, yeah like, apologize for it mm-hmm. but um being like okay i'm gonna embrace conflict doesn't give you a free pass to be an asshole no 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 um no. or to be treated like, like an asshole yeah i can't think of how to phrase that sentence yeah no we always say um, like the line is is like the ultimate line that hasn't been crossed which is good <laughs> um is is respect so about the base of it all is like respect so there's no name calling there's no uh attacks on someone's like person like their personality um or obviously like the way they look like that kind of stuff like that is like there's like a respect line we don't have it well defined but we both have a good understanding of what that looks like for us (laughs) so yeah yeah it's gonna be different for it's it's so it sometimes gets really heated. It sometimes gets really loud, at least for us um, mm-hmm. on occasion. This is not a regular thing. No one mm-hmm. need to get worried about me. Um, I'm very happy with this. <laughs> our, <laughs> our arrangement, it works for us and our conflict mm-hmm. styles. Yeah. Um, but again, it's been sorted out over like well over a decade. So <laughs> we're yeah. good. Um, yeah. Yeah. But there's like uh, like a respect. And if the baseline of respect at least stays there, I think that it can be useful and you can do something with that. Totally. And if you do feel like someone has come close to the line or um, a different line other than the respect one has been crossed and you feel comfortable bringing it up, then it's still good and useful or healthy or however you want to, like, you know what I mean? Like it it can still be used. This is still, I keep following the word productive and I don't want to keep using it, but you know what I mean? Like it's still working yeah, towards something I mean. bigger yeah. that's yeah, going yeah. to improve the relationship. Um, but if you don't feel comfortable bringing up when a line has been crossed or yeah. if that respect line gets crossed <laughs> and all these kinds of things, then I don't think that that is a good, like I would just shut it down. Like that, that conflict is going absolutely nowhere. It's yeah. just spinning in circles and it's done. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. that is the case, but unless you come from somewhere <laughs> that's difficult in which case it's just it's fucking terrifying to bring up your point yeah. in general mm-hmm. um i guess more like i meant like if you're the other person if you know that they're not going to be receptive to hearing that as opposed oh, to like yeah. you being afraid to to mention yeah. it like you know that it's not going to land on the other yeah. side that another to me would be yeah. an indicator that this is not going anywhere and this is not a good place to be in yeah mm-hmm. that's true um i think also if you if folks are like are unsure of how to have some of these conversations. I found it, if it's someone that you care about, if you try saying at the beginning, like I, you know, or let like to have a conversation when you're not in conflict, probably be better. Yeah. Saying like, I, you know, this is how I feel in conflict. And this is what I might, like, this is what I need. This is how, what comes up for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe you have an agreement where you like have a whisper conversation and that's how it goes because you are, say your trigger, like you have a big trigger that's like, raising your voice or something yeah you know whatever it's for you individually 
Um, also generally helpful if you stay, stay away from accusational type sentences and stick with like, I feel like this, not like you did, you made me feel this way. Like, no, I feel hurt because of this. Yeah. Um, and then just, just because I know that there are some people out there too. Sometimes if you like there for in terms of boundaries being crossed in relationships or friendships, whatever, um, there's some that are like fuzzy boundaries, like, okay, yeah, you know, this one for next time, whatever, if you might fuck up a couple of times. With yeah, it's it, a good way of wording it. Yeah. <laughs> but there's yeah. like, there's also some hard boundaries mm-hmm. and it's speaking of so, as someone who's had to, you know, deal with that type of conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's sometimes okay if you just, the conflict is like you cutting that relationship yep. out and it's, can be confusing and difficult because sometimes after that case you notice that like in your other close close relationships or friendships you've been letting this like not I shouldn't phrase it that way so you've been treated a similar way because you had no context sometimes it can feel really difficult and very draining because you're realizing like oh if this is a boundary like a hard line boundary that's being crossed here um it's also happening here and here and here and if you end up having to set that boundary, that doesn't mean that you like, you probably have work to do because we all have work to do, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be setting those boundaries. Does that, I don't know if that came yeah. across right. It's okay to set hard line boundaries. And it, if someone crosses it again, be like, no, that's it. We're done. I'm yeah. not like you did this again. I also feel like maybe it's, I don't know. I feel like you're getting at, it's kind of a case by case. Like I yeah, feel like when boundaries are presented they're like these are universal and they're applicable in our relationships I just personally find it's like some people I have hard lines with and some people those hard lines don't exist or they don't have to exist or I don't mind as much when that like that boundary doesn't mm-hmm. apply to that really I don't know I can't think of any good examples off the top of my head I wish I could yeah. um I'm sure there there are like universal ones that I have as well but I think that there are other ones where you're like yeah like it's fine for that person mm. and it's not fine for somebody else. And I think that's okay because you get to decide what kind of relationship you have with everybody. Yeah, and exactly. I think it, you know, don't beat yourself up if it's a case by case thing. It yeah. doesn't have to be, it should be case by case, universally yeah. applicable. Every relationship yeah. you have is different. Yeah. Um, if they are universal for you, then fantastic. If they're not, mm-hmm. I think that that's fine as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you the best. And if you are having yeah. trouble sorting through that, that's why professionals exist. Yes. I mean, yeah, that's true. You know, hopefully this is all helpful to hear though. I think it's <laughs> like, I think it's so, so common to be like, oh, I'm terrified of conflict or I'm bad at conflict yeah. or whatever. Think of it like a skill. And we it are not- It really is. It's a skill. And it's such a useful part of your life. Like it really does identify like areas of concern, areas mm-hmm. to, that need some attention in your life. Mm-hmm. And I find it really does improve- your relationships, like the relationships that you can work through conflict most like efficiently with somebody else, like those are the best relationships I find. The most like open ones that I have, the most like like mutually like like reciprocal ones that I have, like the most mm-hmm. honest ones, like all these like places where you can be the most vulnerable because we've worked through the most amount of shit together. Yeah. And there are places I feel comfortable enough to like express all of my emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, I find that 
uh, relationships where you're limited in the amount of emotions you can express, like freely between the two of you, um, are just, they're not as, we're not as close as the people that I know that like the full spectrum of Jordan can be on display. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I do think that that's a really useful skill, despite how much more trying it is, um, yeah to develop than like happiness and excitement, (laughs) (laughs) you know, those ones are easy to practice. Uh, Most people want to be around you when you're in those moods. Um, Not everybody wants to stick around when you're having a real shit week (laughs) and you're not being the most pleasant person and not very many people will tell you when you're not being pleasant. You know what I mean? Like we'll tell you when actually this is your fault (laughs) and this is because of something you did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just really passionate about anger. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think think it's really misused and misunderstood. And I think it's so useful as an emotion, Mm -hmm. um, and really like allowing myself to be angry and figure out how to express anger or frustration in a helpful way has been probably like the biggest learning of the last decade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for those of you who maybe are coming from a not great um, learning experience from trauma as a kid, <laughs> yeah, um, it is terrifying. And like, remember that likely however you're responding to conflict like to the anger or to whatever it probably saved your life at points like Mm -hmm. literally it probably like saved you um and I don't it's not and I I said this before but I'm gonna say it again I don't just mean from physical stuff because kids have like other like emotional needs and like attention and stuff like that was the thing you needed to um so take a minute to recognize like that's fucking cool that you are able to do that and like how like to be grateful for that part of you that's like just trying to protect you and it's not about getting to the point where you're not going to be terrified it's about getting to the point where you feel able to be terrified and also still try and say like hey I actually need I need five minutes or like, I need, to, I need to take a break or this hurt my feelings, even though you're shaking when you're saying it or telling a customer to like, you can't talk to me that way or like whatever you, it's not about getting to the point where you don't feel feelings about it because you will feel feelings about it. And maybe you will feel terrified for the first, like, I don't know how long I've been working on this, several years <laughs> or for the rest of your life, who knows? But it doesn't mean you're not good at it. It means your brain and your body are doing very natural, normal things that helped you survive to this point. Um, And it does get easier. And the same thing happens with like, if other people like hearing the things that you've done wrong is terrifying, that makes sense and it's okay. But do your best to remind yourself that this person is not the asshole that gave you this fear. This person, depending on the situation, I'm guessing if it's a friend or family member, they care about you. And um, again, try and like, like what we've said, do yeah. some introspection, 
talk about some of this stuff when you're not upset and um, take it just like a bit of time and like maybe see professionals if, if <laughs> um, that, that are not us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. always like two things can be true at the same time, right? I'm scared and I need yeah, to exactly. tell someone this thing. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, shaking and I also need to be heard. Like yeah, these two things exactly. are true at the same exact time. You can have two conflicting emotions. You can feel two completely opposite things at the same time. Two things can be true at once. It doesn't have yeah. to be one or the other. And yeah. um, again, safe. Yeah. if you treat it like a skill and it's just something that needs practice, mm -hmm. exactly. It, it will become easier yeah. over yeah. time. And yeah. it's like, you're not going to see results overnight, like with any skill. Yeah. But when you look back over a chunk of time, you can be like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> look, like, yeah, exactly. And wow. you really will. My, like, my boss my communication my job, skills have improved. Yeah. yeah. My boss at my part-time job um, a while ago, because in the lockdown, especially lockdowns, there was... As like every other fucking person screaming at us for some reason or another <laughs> and i'm feel extremely food. lucky like just... with my yeah it's yeah <laughs> i feel so lucky that for to have this boss because um it's just i, I won't go into it but like essentially like in, in an environment where they like actually do have my back um, yeah. not just like oh we have your back we apologize to the customer who just swore at you no 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 they will tell them to fuck off <laughs> yeah um <laughs> And go buy it somewhere else then bye-bye exactly exactly um but he said like it's so noticeable how better I am with conflict than when I first started working there which wasn't like you know wasn't That's like 10 years, years ago or right anything. like it's just, just like two-ish yeah. years I think so like, yeah That's two and a half like, three what 30 know. months like that's a that's a pretty yeah <laughs> pretty yeah. drastic yeah. yeah and I still surprised myself like that literally that one time this person was like asked for a specific type of food and I said oh it's right here and they're like no I said this like they got immediately pissy yeah. like very pissy and rude like no I said this that's clearly not this and it said like I'm not I'm not trying not to be super specific but it said it like, like read it off the box so I literally just like, like <laughs> I pointed it to, I just like pointed to it and like I held my finger there for longer than I needed to and then I looked at them and then I looked back at it and I didn't say anything and afterward <laughs> I was like what the fuck? Where did that come from? I'm gonna pass out. Yeah. <laughs> so it really will like you'll be like, whoa, where the sneaks fuck up did that on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's Hopefully like it's like weightlifting or whatever, where all of a sudden you exactly. hit a PR and you're like, what the fuck? Like I've been plateaued for months. <laughs> yeah. Like how did yeah. this happen? Or yeah. like literally anything where you just surprise yourself out of nowhere because yeah. you've been practicing. Exactly. Um, baby exactly. steps. Yeah. Really? And you know what's helpful? If, if you have like a, a person you feel safe to have all your feelings around, ask them if they'd be okay. If you feel like you get scared, it's like really hard for you to feel angry. Ask them if they'd be okay with like practicing. Like they just hold space and they just be a person. Maybe they pretend to be an angry customer and you just practice being angry back at them. You, like them just being like a random person who's pissing you off. Like, cause likely if they love you and you explain the situation, they'll be like, yeah, cool, whatever. Because like, however practice works for you, that's, um, it's just like, it will get better. Hopefully hearing all this stuff helps. I think that it's, um, I thought it'd be a really helpful episode because I think that conflict is something that's like, kind of like money. It was like, oh, don't talk about it. Like mm -hmm. it's taboo, but yeah, everyone's fucking scared of it. So Everyone's here's our yeah. thoughts and our feelings. 
<laughs> about it. I don't it. like the quote unquote negative emotions. And yeah. I think that phrase is bullshit. It is bullshit. Um, it's yeah. Like it's, I really, it, they're not pleasant. I'm not going to say like, yeah. I, like I love being angry, but like no. they're, <laughs> really they're like when important. you get to the bottom of it, they're super important emotions as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are. Yeah. You're doing yeah. great. You're doing great. <laughs> you're doing great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, if you have thoughts, if you have feelings, questions, whatever, send us um, any of those to info at movewithbilly.com b-i-l-l-i-e no ends in there um <laughs> you can also i'll say i'll also forward it to jordan don't worry i am uh, losing my train of thought you can find me on instagram at movewithbilly.com nope just at movewithbilly and the same thing with tiktok and facebook we got the information out that's what's important and then where can we find you jordan <laughs> at jordan.l on instagram awesome Thank you. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all those things. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.